Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi, I can hear you. <laughs> you can hear me good. Awesome. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I was quite tired today after uh, having changed me and my son's room around. <laughs> so I was like worn out today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to get started. Now, before we get started, how do I pronounce your name again? Vanya. Vanya. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, hello, everyone. This is Living in the Loopy Life by Chile. And um, today's show, we are kickstarting off Lupus Awareness Month. But as we know, for Lupus Warriors, Lupus Awareness Month lasts the entire year. But we just want to make Lupus Awareness Month special to get the word out there and spread it all around the world. And today I have as my special guest, Vanya, which is lovely lupus life. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And she's on here today just to talk about her journey with me. So Vanya, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. So hi, everyone. My name is Vanya. Um, I'm currently 26 years old. I live in California, Los Angeles. Uh, area, and I was actually diagnosed with systemic lupus um, at the age of only 10 years old. Wow. 10 years old. That is literally, so 10 years old, that's literally like two years away from my son, because my son is eight years old. So I can't imagine, you know, having to deal with uh, an illness at such a young age. And especially with lupus, because, you know, you're going through so many changes with lupus, you know, your joints hurt, your body hurts just all around and you're just fatigued, you're tired. And, you know, at that age, you want to run around, you want to go play, you want to go do things. So how was that? That was Uh, very difficult. Um, mm -hmm. Even it actually happened right after my 10th birthday. Um, my birthday is in September. By December, I was hospitalized because the symptoms have progressed really drastically. Um, oh at first, I got a lot of the, oh, she's just lazy. Oh, she's just um, doesn't want to play. She's just mm-hmm. wants to miss out school. Um, they would tell my mom, she's just doesn't want to go to school. She's just faking it that is horrible yeah like you seriously have something that's going on and I mean yeah of course no kid wants to go to school who wants to sit in school you know amount of hours and being bored to death by your teacher but if I seriously have something going on like you don't just automatically go into saying oh she's just lazy that that's like really horrible because most kids no kid is lazy at that age. I mean, all they want to do is go and play. So that's just horrible. So like, how did your parents go about it? Um, My mom was very certain something was wrong. She said she knew because 
I have changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, every kid has done the, oh, my stomach hurts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> but she said this was more than that. She said that mm-hmm. like, I had just gone to tetherball for my 10th birthday and I mm-hmm. stopped playing with it because my joints and my hands were hurting but I would just say oh my hands hurt um she saw me sleeping for hours a day I wouldn't even touch the television and stuff so she's like oh no something is something is up with my kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't want to touch the tv this is not normal not my child exactly she's like no something is wrong I don't care what these doctors are saying something is wrong Mm -hmm. but we didn't really have any proof it was just more at home what was going on Mm -hmm. so I mean my mom would see that I would get a fever and stuff and she would know something was up Mm-hmm. Um, so she tried to maintain me as much as I could at home, but I started missing out a lot of school. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually, we were so in and out of the pediatricians that they recommended to see somebody else because obviously they couldn't give us the answers we were seeking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually went to go see um, a doctor who only specializes in elderly people, but he heard how bad my case was that mm-hmm. he said, okay, I'll see her after hours. It's fine. So we went in, he took a look at my joints, he saw I had a rash, he saw how much weight I had lost. Um mm-hmm. He was like, I can't believe these pediatricians didn't see it. It's like, she's so yeah. sick. And my mom was like, thank you, finally, somebody. Finally. Oh. So she's a relief. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a weird thing to be relieved to hear that your child is sick, but. But was- you, like, you know, like, some you knew something was going on. And it's like, I'm not crazy. So, like, right. finally. I have some answers. Someone actually believes me type of relief. Like not, right. <laughs> like you said, right. not that much sick, but finally someone is, you know, believing me and my child. Right. Exactly. He sent in a referral to Children's Hospital of Los Angeles right away. He said, don't go home. She won't make it. You need to go to the yeah. hospital tonight. So we packed a bag and we went. And once the children's hospital um, admitted me, they they were like, oh yeah, she's very sick. So they put fluids in me. They put steroids to calm down the swelling. Mm. Um, and yeah, I started treatment right away. And I, I responded very well to the treatment. Mm-hmm. They they kept me for a week just to monitor my symptoms and stuff because as we know mm-hmm. with lupus, you could be fine one day and be feeling mm-hmm. horrible the next. Day. Mm-hmm. So they were oh. just keeping an eye on my kidneys and stuff because I definitely had some damage to my kidneys. Mm. Um, and the fever um, was trying to go down and stuff. Mm-hmm. After a week, they said, okay, you can go home. Um, We have a list of medicines she's going to probably be on for years. 
we know it's lupus um so let's just get the paperwork over with and get you home so we're set to go home um when i had a traumatic seizure the night before wow this seizure left me in a coma for a week oh my goodness the swelling had gone to my brain and it just completely knocked me out when i awoke from the coma they realized the coma had the seizure had completely knocked my memory out so at 10 years old i had to relearn who my mother was i didn't know who this lady by my bed was i didn't know what my own name was so i had to relearn everything you could imagine i had to be potty trained so from speaking to tables to just i was in fourth grade at that time we were learning the state capitals at the time and i Mm -hmm. couldn't even i didn't even know what my own name was Wow. Oh, my goodness. And that's why the doctor said, if you didn't go to the hospital, you weren't going to make it. Yes, he saw how, how, how sick this aggressive it was going. getting. Yeah. And possibly you might have had a seizure that day. You know, the mm-hmm. swelling would have probably probably would have would have been worse if you wouldn't, have, you know, gotten to the hospital. It kind of like you getting there when you did and them giving you the steroids kind of kind of pushed it back. Yeah. And then it just got pissed off. And yeah. <laughs> I said, oh no, I'm coming back. Oh my yeah. goodness. Wow. So you had to relearn how to just do everything at the age of 10. Yes. Body training. I was in diapers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Le- did you have to like relearn how to walk? Yes. I was in oh. a wheelchair for quite a while. Even just without the knowing how to walk. I mean, I was in a bed for so long. My mm-hmm. muscle had deteriorated. Yeah. Yeah. And you had lost so much weight. So with the losing of the weight and then muscle deterioration because you were in the coma. Yeah. Oh man, God bless you. Oh, thank you. Having to go through so much at such a young age. Like, you know, some people say, oh yeah, I had a lupus when, you know, I was at the age of 10, 12, but not to this extent where you go into a full blown coma and now you're having to relearn, you know, your entire life that you've already, you know, went through, who your mother is, like you're a baby. Your right. baby yeah, newborn. Your, like relearn. Oh, this person here. Who do I call them? Do I call them mommy? Do I call them daddy? Like, wow, that. Wow. I remember they would come in and ask me every day, "Do you know who this is? What is your name?" And they would test me to try to regain that, and it was just so frustrating because I knew I was supposed to know the answers, but I did it for the life did of it. yeah wow i i can't even imagine like there's no way that i can imagine like at that age trying to figure out just everything 
And, you know, like you said, you're just getting so frustrated of having people ask you these questions and you're like, you feel it in yourself like you should know, but you just don't know. Right. And it's the most frustrating thing, fighting against your body in something you cannot control. Mm. Wow. And all because of lupus. Lupus SLE. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. They knew at that point that it was for sure lupus. They were like, yeah, she has it for sure. (laughs) Wow. And if if the pediatricians would have believed you and your mother from the start, it could have been where you wouldn't have even been to that point. If they would have listened, if they would have just, you know, just sat and listened and actually did some more in-depth looking into looking into it, you wouldn't have gotten to that point. Right. I I don't believe that the pediatricians, um, because they were just looking at children all day long, lupus wasn't seen as a child's disease. It was more, Mm -hmm. oh, older people get that. So this isn't even a possibility for her. But it's wrong. <laughs> but it's wrong. Like anybody, it, it, it doesn't matter the age, you know, the how race, you look, right. Nothing. Race, any, any of it, it doesn't matter. It goes all across the board, no matter who you are, no matter female, male, you know, all of it. Right. Just, just think of anybody. Anybody could get it, any age. Yeah. And, and for sure, you did. And you went through the toughest point in your life. And not only just you, your parents, because now they're having to teach a child that they've already taught all these things. But now it's like my child is sick and now I have to reteach them. So it's like they're going through so much. But you also, because you're just at this at this point and you're kind of at this standstill of trying to get better and trying to relearn life right no yeah it was the hardest thing I'd ever had to go to and at the same time the school wanted me to come back because they were losing money on me not attending school and wow. my mom was just like how the heck is she supposed to go to school yeah, you know the I capitals when she doesn't even before. know her name <laughs> For real, how you want somebody to go back to school and they don't even know who they are? Like, exactly. that that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so oh, they that... kept me at home for a while mm-hmm. um, until they felt I was physically and mentally and emotionally prepared to go back yeah. to school. Yeah. And that was another challenge in itself. Um, yeah, to go back to school and, you know, you have to miss so many t- so much time and to catch up and not only that then you know you have kids in school like what happened you know friends Mm -hmm. like where were you what happened and you know you're at an age where it's like kind of hard to explain because they're not going to understand it so I know that wow yeah I barely myself understood what these doctors were telling me I had inside of me and already with my lupus brain fog that I had, I was like, wait, what did he say? It was a cold again. Like, what was in my body? Um, and I was on tons of prednisone. So I did not look 
the way they remembered me when mm-hmm. I left. So that when was another left. thing. Kids were yeah. very cruel. Like, what's wrong with your face? Like, what happened to you? And I, as a girl, oh, I just felt like I wasn't so pretty. Yeah, because oh, you're yeah. like, and you're at this adolescent age, and you know, most kids they make fun of people. I bust little people. (laughs) So at this age and you, you don't feel confident anyways, because of what you're going through, but now you have to go back to school, readjust. And now you have kids in your face. Like, why do you look like that? What's wrong with you? Type of thing. So it's, it's like, like you said, your parents wanted to make sure that you were mentally prepared because of such a huge adjustment. At the age of 10. Like, wow. I I didn't even know what to say half the time. I would just come home crying and just be like, someone said something again. Someone asked me. Someone wanted me. Yay. It was just like, it was was very hard to explain. Just emotional roller coaster. Right. Wow. Wow, I, 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 like I said, I can't even imagine, and that's just so much t- to go through. And, and I remember you telling me, saying that, you know, even with all the time that had passed, you know, you still ended up doing very well in school. Yes, I did. So I ended up not being held back or anything. I was able to catch up. I was able to progress. Um, I ended up graduating from elementary school. I mm-hmm. ended up going into middle school. By seventh mm-hmm. grade, I was in rem- what they called remission. So the lupus was not active anymore. It was asleep okay. for the most part. The prednisone okay. had completely gone off. So I started to make more friends. I felt more confident in myself. I mm-hmm. lost a lot of weight. My memory didn't suck as much. And I had already <laughs> regained the tools that I knew. I had to work twice as hard as all the other kids. And I was kind of used to that by then mm-hmm. so yeah I mean you're used to having to kind of having to work a little bit harder and you know do a little bit more to memorize things because like we said mm-hmm. brain fog is for real you forget things <laughs> <laughs> you forget things yeah. so easily and at that age like you're supposed to remember everything you, right. you're supposed to have like an elephant memory <laughs> right. at that age so, like, now you're having to work and, you know, kind of change your studying habits. And, you know, it all paid off because, like you said, you graduated elementary school and now you were in middle school at that point and, you know, thriving. Yeah. No, yeah, that went by very fast and it was, it felt great to, it felt like, okay, the hard part's over. It's just going to get easier from here. Well, in high school, about my, what was it, my junior year, it was the summertime, I started to notice my hands would get locked up, like trigger finger. Mm. But it wasn't just one finger, it was the whole hand. And I remember reading that trigger finger is not in the whole hand. It could be almost all the fingers, but it will never be the whole entire hand. At first, it was just for a couple of hours, it'd get locked up, then go back, and it'd be like nothing, so I just ignored it, whatever. Um, 
eventually got locked up and it never reopened. So I went to, I, I mentioned it to the, and it was also my primary hand, my right hand. I'm right-handed. And I was like, I can't do homework. I can't do anything. Like, what's wrong? The mm-hmm. doctor said, lupus doesn't do this. So it's something else. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> you, finally, you just finally got over a hurdle so now something else no this cannot be happening <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, he's like yeah you hit the jackpot with something else I'm like wonderful <laughs> so I had to see a hand I thought, over, I thought I was over the worst battle not nothing else right I thought it would only get easier from here but uh, life had its other stuff another plan yep I saw a hand specialist, and they they diagnosed me with flexor synovitis, which is um, the inflammation of your tendons. Mm. Um, and because I have an inflammatory disease, this is very common um, for people who are more prone to this. Okay. So my junior year of high school, I had to have a surgery to um, fix my hand. I stayed home doing homeschooling for two weeks, went back to school. Then my senior year, I did another surgery because the flexor synovitis went to the other hand because one wow. hand wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, so wow. My senior year, I was hospitalized for a while doing that. But even then, I did over-the-phone school. I never stopped. They told me... You know, you could just take a few months off, um, come back and be a second year senior. And I was like, stop right there. No, nope. I'm not doing not it. Happening. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> staying here longer than I have to. Yeah. <laughs> so I pushed and I pushed and I just, instead of writing homework, I would vocalize it, just what my answers were and stuff. Oh, okay. I had a teacher kind of write answers for me that I would tell her that I thought were the answers. So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of got through my senior year doing that. And I was the happiest person walking down that aisle to get my diploma because I was I, I worked right. my butt off. For I know that's right. I, I would have been cheering you on if I was there too. Just knowing <laughs> just knowing you know what you went through. I know your parents were happy too because it's like you know my child went through so much and having to deal with so much and having to relearn at such a young age and you know nothing held her back. You know she still made it through every grade still succeeding you know and even with surgeries at the end of her uh high school year she still was able to walk on that stage and get her diploma in spite of it all exactly it was just the the work was tremendous but it, it was worth it because i got to graduate with my friends with the people that surrounded me from the mm-hmm. beginning. And I wasn't going to let Lucas at least win without a fight. I know that's and right. Keep fighting. Thank you. That, so, that, is, that is truly a blessing, you know, just to, you know, go through so much and, you know, never give up on yourself. Like you said to to that person, I'm, nope, stop right there. I'm yeah. not starting over. No, we are going to finish this. 
finish it in with you know with joy in spite of everything and I'm just gonna get it done and do my best exactly. like no reason to hold me back I'm I'm practically at the end so no I'm not really starting this over because like you said if you would it took however many months off then that means you having to restart the whole entire senior year over no I'm I'm at the end, so let's let's keep this right. let's keep this ball rolling. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, I'm so close to the end to a new chapter and stuff, and of course something happened. Of course, my health spiked up again. Mm-hmm. I was like, at least if I try my hardest and I still can't finish, at least I know I went down with the fight. So I was mm-hmm. gonna try my best first, then okay. see what happens. And that, I mean, it did. It did. It paid off. And like you said, you weren't going out without a fight. And, you know, at the end of it all, like you said, even if you didn't succeed, you knew that you didn't give up on yourself. You knew that you knew that you gave it your all. And, you know, no matter what, what the outcome was going to be, you know, no one can say, well, you know, she laid around or, you know, she was just lazy or she was just this or just that and she didn't try or she didn't push herself. No, you pushed yourself past the max, past past limits of what, you know, people could say that you would have done. You, you did it all. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a big misconception with people with autoimmune diseases that were very lazy but despite that, that's the opposite of what I've heard from other stories and stuff. We push even harder. We become scholar athletes. We become just working yes. people in our fields. Yes. And, you know, even the people who don't even succeed, you know, they still push through everyday life. Even the people who don't get to, you know, do their, their uh, you know, their dreams and you know their aspirations go to the career that they would have wanted or you know finish college like they would have wanted or anything like that but you don't know how much that they push to even get to that point you don't even know how much you know that they have fought within themselves to get where they are like literally every day of a lupus a lupus patient's life, you know, we continuously fight and push ourselves even to wake up, even to get up out the bed, like to move an arm, to move a leg. It is literally a fight within ourselves. And, you know, because of the inflammation and the joint pain and things like that. So it, it, it is, like you said, a huge, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? You said it already, but a misconception that people think that we're lazy and, you know, we don't try and we don't push ourselves. No, we're the most pushing, uh, hardworking type people because we have to do all of this even with having an illness that will beat ourselves up from inside out. Exactly. Yeah. Um. After after high school, I went off to community college. I didn't really want to go away for school, um, just because all my doctors were here and stuff. 
Um, so I went to community college. I finished and graduated with the teaching uh, credential. So okay. I am currently a preschool teacher. Uh, that's I work awesome. with little with little kids. Working working with little people <laughs> all day long. <laughs> and it's you know what I think that you know that was where you're supposed to be because if something happens to a child you know if they end up being sick you can kind of relate to them and you know make them feel like it's okay you know you're not feeling well it's okay to you know feel this type of way let's just make sure that you know as you're going through this that you're not giving up or you know you're as people would say quote unquote being lazy so you you know how how a child would feel because you had to go through something like that exactly yeah no I love kids I love working with kids I feel like we need so many positive role models um, mm-hmm. in our youth, especially with what kids are surrounded by every day nowadays. And, and nowadays, yeah, and they could go through so much. Like, like, like your story. At the age of ten, you can go through so much. At the age of, how old are your preschoolers? Um. So the preschool. I am currently working at a preschool that also handles toddlers, and I'm the head toddler teacher. So my okay. kids are two to three. Okay, and and that's the age that they're learning things and trying to oh, yeah. figure out their little personalities and things like that. So even at that age, they could still go through so much, and you know, trying to figure out who they are as a little person (laughs) because that starts to you know that starts to make them who they are so you know they're learning and being taught and you know teaching each other you know how to socially interact so that you know that is such a blessing that you're there you know for them because you know of what your life circumstances have you know, putting your way. Yeah. No, I could definitely relate to them a lot. Just with, even if they're having trouble holding the scissors or whatever, like, I'm like, I get it. It's I get it. You had, to, <laughs> yeah, you had to relearn all that yourself. Exactly. Wow. So that is awesome. I, 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 I commend you on, you know, the journey that you have been through and, you know, gone through and just a blessing that, you know, you, you're where you are now. And, you know, you're just still thankful for, you know, just life in itself. No, absolutely. I definitely don't take my health for granted. I know I, I see a lot of young people my age and they don't even think about their health because it's not even an issue for them. For me, I, I took it very, very uh, serious, my health. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? As, as you, like you said, you're the head toddler teacher, you know, you can teach little people, you know, not to take things for granted, to always be thankful for whatever that they have or whatever that they're going through, you know, at that age, you can just teach them to be thankful. You know, I'm still trying to teach my son who is eight years old. You know, he is very thankful. You know, 
he's always grateful, but, you know, they can always still learn to, you know, be thankful for the things that they have and the health that, you know, you may think that you have that could change within an instant. So, you know, just be thankful for life, health and strength all, all together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You never know when it'll change. Yes, that that is so true. You never know because you know in this life, in this day and time, in this age of the world that we're living in, you just don't know when something in your life is going to change for the good, for the bad. You know, you always hope for the best, but you always have have to be prepared for the worst. And like we say, you know, just be thankful in it all. You know, sometimes you don't, it's kind of hard to say, be thankful for the bad things, but, you know, it kind of teaches you a different mindset when you're thankful for, you know, the struggles that life brings along. I'm thankful for, you know, the, the hard times and the struggles because, you know, they've made me a little bit of a tougher person, a little bit of a stronger person, you know, it, it, it kind of builds your character. So I'm, I'm thankful for it. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. (laughs) I want to say thank you for coming on to the show and just talking about your journey. You know, I, um, you know, it's a blessing that you where you are where you are. And I just thank you for your journey and sharing it with me and everyone who has been listening. And um, before we go off, before we end the show, uh, Three things that you are thankful for. (laughs) That's what I'd like to ask my guests. What are three things that you're thankful for? Um, Number one would definitely be my family. Mm -hmm. Thankful for them. They've supported me through all of this chaos. Um, (laughs) Second is um, the lessons I've learned. Like you mentioned, (laughs) I've learned so much in only being 26 right now I've learned a lot of lessons that yeah 40 year olds haven't grasped learned yeah that's so true (laughs) (laughs) and thirdly I am grateful for my health as weird as that sounds um Mm. I am my lupus is under control right now and I know some people never get to say that Mm mm-hmm treatment doesn't work for them so yeah I'm very grateful to where I am right now wonderful yeah I'm grateful for you being on the show and just you know helping me spread awareness and just getting the word out there so thank you for coming on to the show um I really enjoyed our talk and you know just you sharing your story so thank you so much for coming on with me today and um thank you all who have been listening and please stay tuned for more um of lupus awareness month and um more people talking about their journey and what they went through so thank you so much for coming on and you have a great day i'll talk with you soon okay okay thank you so much for having me you're welcome all right bye bye bye